and how are you doing? My name is Sharon Jogo and I am so elated to have you here on another Tuesday, another episode. It's an interesting topic today. Like we have an absolutely interesting topic today that I'm so eager to not only you to listen to it, but for you to give me your feedback. How do you feel about the topic or what's, what are your thoughts when it comes to the topic of death? Join my co-host and I, John Wachia, in the discussion. Contrary to what you might have been taught, God does not keep an itemized account of all your failures. There is no big projector screen in heaven to show all your sins from the day you were born to the day you return to heaven. <laughs> the reason why I've started, it's uh, a quote from Joseph Prince, uh, Designed to Reign. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, it's because as a child, that was the most thing that I was frightened of. Yeah, yeah. I was so frightened um, that God, and I would imagine that screen, because for those people who grew up, now let me accept that I grew up in the village. For those people who grew up in like very small towns, mm-hmm. I don't know whether it happened like in actual villages, they used to... I think at the end of the year, there were people who would come with a projector mm-hmm. and then uh, like a yeah, white Jesus screen. Film. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And I used to imagine uh-huh. that now mm-hmm. where we used to go to watch. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine a display of all the things that I had done. And it's the reason why I was so scared yeah. so much was because um, I had... Uh, developed a sinful habit mm-hmm. that started out of um, I was molested at a young age. So out of that, I started a sinful habit. Mm-hmm. And so I knew whatever I was doing was wrong, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I didn't know mm-hmm. who to talk to about it or whatever had happened mm-hmm. or why I'm doing even mm-hmm. whatever I'm doing. And I would imagine God <laughs> displaying that mm-hmm. and it would scare me. Mm-hmm. And I was so afraid of death mm-hmm. because I didn't want that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't want that to be seen. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't want anyone to see that. And it was such a shameful thing mm-hmm. that all people in the whole world mm-hmm. would watch <laughs> that mm-hmm. screen. Yeah. And... And man, I was so scared of death. I grew up being scared of death mm-hmm. as a result of maybe, uh, which now solidifies whatever is written in the book of Romans. I don't know whether it's in chapter 6 or 7 or 8 from those chapters thereof, where Paul is talking about death and, and sin being death death he is relating sin with death yeah. and it has opened my eyes oh that's why i was so scared mm-hmm. because i was in sin that's why i was afraid of death mm-hmm. and so 
um, not preempting whatever you say also. But I think that the reason why most people are scared of death is because they know that they are sinful. And even though it's not even necessarily about being going to hell, there is something scary about death when you know that you live a sinful life. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree with that. Because I think also the, the, the basis also was scared of death when I was younger. Until actually very recently. Uh, and the basis of my fear came from also the fear of what God would do to me. Mm. Mine was not about uh, the screen, <laughs> but <laughs> we were. So it was a rumor yeah. somewhere. Yeah. It started somewhere among the children, uh-huh. and it just grew into me. It scared uh-huh. me so much. <laughs> but I think I, I grew up being told that, or rather, I grew up with people around me emphasizing things about hell, about judgment. Yeah. And I, in my mind, mm-hmm. whenever I would make a mistake, like I would imagine God had a, a metal rod oh God. that he would, is just waiting for me to make a mistake and beat me. You were that specific. I was that specific. I was like, God has a metal rod that he beats people with. So that because of what was always being told, what I was always being told. Yeah. Every single mistake. And it was such a, I would strive to be mm-hmm. good, but then yeah. I was not able to be good. Yeah. And that used to scare me because I was like, every single mistake that I've made, that I've made, I will go to hell. There's no way I'm going to heaven because of the mistakes that I've made. And the, the idea of death just used to really scare me. In fact, my, my fear was so bad, I didn't even want to see, like to pass next to coffee. A graveyard. A grave. Even even like a shop that was selling coffins, yeah. I would look the other direction and I'm passing. Yeah. In fact, and and when people also my first my first ten years, I lived in the in a small town, and when somebody died, uh, like in the small village. The cries like like when I would hear people wailing, mm-hmm. it would scare me, so much. Yeah. And I had this. Like I just had anything that just to do with that would really terrify me. Like there was a time, uh, somebody a neighbor died, and I heard that the coffin, like when it was being taken home, would pass at the front of our house, and I was <laughs> scared. I was so scared. Yeah. I didn't come out of the house. I I just didn't want to chance on the people passing with the coffin. Yeah. And I. And yeah, I think for most people it's that because you don't know what will come Next. after death. Yeah. What will come after death? Yeah. Whether you'll end up, you'll end up. There's a fear of that you'll end up in hell. Mm. And that comes from misunderstanding what God is all about. True. Because I understood God as a a God of vengeance. Mm. He's just waiting for me to make a mistake and then. Both. I get beaten up. 
and I was expecting the minute I die, I just go straight to hell. So that really scared me about death. Isn't it crazy that mm. not even once I imagine about myself going to hell, I just saw the screen mm. in heaven. Oh, really? You, you, your fear was, was that, being exposed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I was that um, here. I only saw the screen. Mm-hmm. I knew that I would be in heaven. Yeah. But I couldn't get past that screen. Mm-hmm. I didn't see life beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Mm-hmm. So, what makes... Okay, I think we have talked about that. That whatever makes people are most scared of death is mm-hmm. that you don't know where you go. Mm-hmm. You Also the fear. It's the fear of the unknown. Unknown, yes, exactly. You don't know what will happen after you die. And I think that's actually a good fear. Because now it forces you to mend your ways. Yeah. To try and live a good life. So I think it has <laughs> although it's you shouldn't be scared of death, but yeah. it has its purposes. That fear. It has its purposes. Because now I think I also got born again. Mm-hmm. I got born again very early in my life. I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. And my <laughs> my motivation was to <laughs> to not go to hell when I die. But then also at the yeah, same time... Yeah, you were pumped out, uh, with a lot of information about going to hell. Going to hell, exactly. If that's nine years yes. old. Yes, and in my... Also, even after I got born again, uh, I... Or rather, I wouldn't really call it being born again because it was like out of fear, not out of belief. Yeah. Because uh, being born again is all about believing in Jesus Christ and True. believing that he died for you, that... Uh, he's he's the son of God that he resurrected all all that, so I don't think that was actually being born again. It was just that I said the sinner's prayer, but I didn't really. It stemmed out of fear, not out of belief. And because of that, I used to, conf- I used to say the sin. I think I got born again so many times. Every time. Me too. <laughs> every so time somebody times. yeah. Every time yeah. says you're a sinner, so like in my head I'm a sinner because. Even after getting born again, I would still make mistakes. Yeah. So in my head, I was like, I'm still going to hell. Oh, so gosh. every opportunity that I get, I would say the sinner's prayer to try and avoid that because I was scared maybe if I die today, mm. then I'm going to hell. So I keep saying the sinner's prayer. And <laughs> my parents love these uh, movies of the end times. <laughs> we have so many videos. I don't know. They're the age of the people who are listening to us. But I was born in the 90s and I grew up watching video cassettes like yeah. this VHS. Yeah. And my parents had so many tips of the end times, of the people of Jesus coming and then people being left behind. I was so scared of being left behind. Yeah. And actually those movies used to torment me. <laughs> it was... And, and and that was actually the reason. Whenever I would watch that movie, I would yeah. go and repent. <laughs> exactly. I would go and repent so sincerely. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I was scared Jesus is going to come and I'm going to be left behind. Yeah, yeah I'm going to be left behind. Especially when you hear that Jesus is coming soon. Yeah, exactly. And this soon is so relative. Yeah. Actually, 
<laughs> for anyone who has watched The Chosen, mm-hmm. they are making that joke mm-hmm. about this soon. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Jesus himself in that movie. Yeah. He's making jokes about soon. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the soon has been coming for 2,000 years, 2,000 plus years. But anyway. Just taking a little tangent yeah. on that soon. The more you read the Bible, mm-hmm. the more you realize it's that soon. it's soon. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, over the last few months, I have this conviction that is soon. It's very soon. <laughs> Extremely soon. Yeah. I even had a dream about it. I don't know if it was a dream from God or it was just out of my own imagination. Yeah. But I had a dream that the world had come to an end. I was running around trying to preach. Or rather, it was imminent, like I could feel that Jesus was about to come. Yeah. So I was running around trying to preach to as many people as I as I possibly could. That was not your, your own imagination. It was not my own imagination, no. yeah. No. <laughs> there are also, mm-hmm. like, fears mm-hmm. that relate to death, mm-hmm. which, uh, like, for us, we were told that you're not supposed to uh, point your finger mm-hmm. at a grave. Yeah. That your finger would fold. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were told. Yeah. And actually, it's crazy because uh, when I was coming from Shags, mm-hmm. I saw a grave and I thought about that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't think even right now yeah. I would point my finger mm-hmm. towards a grave. I know it's not true, mm-hmm. but I was told. <laughs> <laughs> But children really scare each other. They do. Because actually I also had so many rumors about beliefs about things to do with like death. Yeah. Like I remember some time we used to, uh, we used to tell each other that if you cry, mm-hmm. like if you're crying, you're crying too much. And the more you cry, the more you're digging your mother's grave. Like no the deeper way. your mother <laughs> the mother's grave is getting. That's what That's so dark. I know. <laughs> We actually believed it. But anyway, I, I think somebody came up with that uh, lie to, to make children, to stop children from crying too much. That's so dark. Yeah. Oh, it, 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 why would they come up with such a thing? I have no idea. But now you see, mm-hmm. from the way that death is portrayed, yeah. then you you will obviously be scared mm-hmm. of the death. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, I'm coming to this end. Mm-hmm. Um, and now imagining my body will be eaten mm-hmm. by worms mm-hmm. and it's disgusting and mm-hmm. it will start to smell. Yeah. And when you imagine all of that, then death becomes something that we try not to get close to. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I, I watched a documentary last year where it was a, a, yeah, a secular one. Uh, because the person who was saying so was, I think, a Buddhist. And they were, they were a monk. Are they Buddhist? I don't know. And she was saying that humans spend their entire lives trying to buy their, uh, trying to avoid death. Yeah, or and, trying to prolong their life. Yeah. I think even science, the focus is on trying to avoid death, which is inevitable. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Because even like uh, uh, coming up with inventions of medicine to try and 
to trend live as long as you live there there are usually legends about the spring of like there's a river of uh, life where you can drink mm. water yeah. and then of course that is true according to the bible but then also like other other legends outside of the bible yeah. i think every maybe community had something like that of a way trying to get to eternal life like mm. you can do something to get eternal life like it's i think life a man tries to avoid death as much as possible yeah which is not possible it's so inevitable mm. as long as you are born mm-hmm. you are going And to die yeah life is a death sentence <laughs> who came up with that i had no idea but it's so clever and it's true <laughs> now we obviously know that you you have always been Well, according to me, mm-hmm. I'm scared of death. Mm-hmm. You know, scared of death at all. Me, I'm not scared of death <laughs> at all. At all. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's a recent development. Mm-hmm. It's not always been like that. It happened when in 2019. Mm-hmm. Not 2019, 2020 actually. Mm-hmm. When uh, the first case of COVID was announced in Kenya. Do you know I was forced to conf- to to like to confront the fact that I can die. In fact I was like it's it's very possible that this covid is going to kill me. <laughs> that was in my mind. So I was forced to confront the fact that what if I die? Yeah. And that was the changing point for me by the way. Ah. Yes. I like the fact I, I accepted that one I think I was in denial that for a long time that I would not in fact when I was when I was small I used to tell people I'm not going to die maybe Jesus will come when you're scared yeah but it's true it might be true by the way yeah. that Jesus will come in my lifetime so I'll never have to die but still <laughs> I still have to prepare for the possibility that he might not come in my lifetime yeah so I still have to go through death but then as a young person that is not something at the forefront of of your mind i think it's old people who think who mm. have because they know their life is short yeah. that they they are coming to the end of their life mm-hmm. so they are forced to confront the reality of death yeah. as young, as a young person you have you feel like you have so much time ahead of you yeah. so you never think about it mm. and i don't know that the, the pandemic forced me because like i was seeing on tv the way it was killing people in 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 the in the in the western countries and I was like oh my goodness now when it comes to africa we have no amenities to try and even to try and stop people from dying so it's like i i might die mm-hmm. so i have to do something about that <laughs> so i had to do something about it uh-huh. after yeah. now confronting it yeah so now <laughs> i think i started like really my by by my my remedy was to fix my relationship with god because i think like I, i already said i got born again when i was nine nine and many other times after that <laughs> <laughs> the official time was nine, yeah, was nine. <laughs> but yeah. at that time yeah <laughs> so even from that time mm-hmm. to in 2020 i was 25 uh or 24 uh so i was i had a very lukewarm relationship with god mm-hmm. uh I would go to church because my whole family goes to That's church. That's why he planted that in you. Yeah. <laughs> there was no way because I'm trying to think there was no way I was thinking that I was going to die. Uh-huh. Because for me uh-huh. it was I'm sorry you're going to continue the story. Yeah. But for me I was like I 
it just hit me so quickly. Mm-hmm. I can't protect myself. Mm-hmm. Like that I was aware that yeah. I am incapable of protecting myself and that's why I used I didn't wear masks as yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Um because I realized where I live there are people who go outside. Mm-hmm. They are still working mm-hmm. in offices. Mm-hmm. And when they come back they are opening that gate mm-hmm. which I'll be asked to close mm-hmm. during the night. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to touch the gateway that they touched. Yeah. Yet I was in the house yeah. protecting myself. Mm-hmm. So I was like, huh, I can't protect myself. Yeah. It's only Jesus who will protect mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And from that, I was just peaceful about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't think about it. <laughs> oh, okay. I, then I, I went far. <laughs> I, yes, I went really far. <laughs> but it was good. It was a good thought that I okay. It was it it it, it yielded good results. Yeah. Uh, so I decided to fix my relationship with God. Yeah. I decided that I was going to be diligent about reading the Bible. I decided that I was going to pray. Mm-hmm. And through reading the Word of God, I was able to understand what the good news was all about. That I am not capable of doing anything to to get myself to heaven. Yeah. Nothing that I do is enough to get me to heaven. Yeah. So I I realized that to get to heaven you have to go through Christ. He already paid the ultimate price. He already reconciled me to God when I accepted Jesus Christ as my savior, then I was reconciled to God. And in that way I was God sees me as righteous, not because of myself, but because of Jesus Christ. And so if I died and I believe in Jesus Christ, then I will automatically go to heaven. Yeah. And that was life changing for That's me. That's life changing. Do you know, it just overhauled everything. Like my fear of death went, I was like, even if this COVID comes and kills me. Yeah, I'm good. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Mm. And from then on, I don't know, I became obsessed mm. with the topic of death. Now I just... Like a 360 <laughs> degree of time. Yeah, yeah. I was like, from fear of death, from... Fear of death to, to, watching, to watching countless videos of people who have died. Yes, of people who have, had, who have died and then come back. Like, yeah, yeah. I have watched, I think I've even exhausted the ones that are on the internet. <laughs> you may have. I may have. Yes. Yeah, because I'm constantly watching them of people who had like they were in very grievous situations like maybe an accident then they briefly left their bodies yeah. and they were they either went to hell or went to heaven yeah because i'm obsessed like i i want to know what will happen to me after i die and now that i know that i'm going to go to heaven mm-hmm. i even like i love listening to people who've gone and seen what heaven is like yeah it's like nothing you can ever imagine, imagine. your our human mind is incapable yeah. Of imagining what the, the 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 what heaven is all about, the love of God. In fact, they say that the colors are even brighter. The the the, the smell is beautiful. Yeah. The the sounds that the, the singing of the angels, they are notes that even the world has not like they have like the way you have soprano nini nini mm. things like that. Yeah. They are then are an infinite number of like notes, notes. Yeah. that can be sung 
things that you can a beautiful sound that you can't even imagine that can be produced yeah. is produced in heaven there's the light like god is himself is light and that light is tangible you know now that you just see that it's bright yeah but you, the light of god you can actually feel it and then those movement readers they're like the love of jesus is tangible like you feel like it's wrapping you yeah and i and and also on the flip side yeah. hell is the yeah. exact opposite yeah it smells bad it's the darkness is tangible you can feel it on you like it's even wrapping on and there's fear there's terror there's and it is just the worst possible place you could ever imagine yeah so hearing hell means absence of, of god. god yes what yeah. is present in heaven yeah is absent yeah in hell so knowing that i was right with god and that i am going to heaven just changed it changed me completely okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> well when you're explaining like how heaven is like from the people that you watched yeah. i think it's interesting it's very interesting no yeah. maybe when i go home i can i can maybe search it yeah but i'm not so sure <laughs> anyway yeah uh for me mm-hmm. i'm usually like confident i'll go mm-hmm. like uh the people who talks of who talk <laughs> the people who talk of like i need this sign nini nini to know jesus i'm content mm-hmm. i know he is alive yeah. he's alive in me mm-hmm. like i don't need any further like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. like it's solid in my heart mm-hmm. that he is well i didn't go to the depth of wanting to confront death yeah. but um my fear of death stopped when i started reading the scripture mm-hmm. when i started learning about god mm-hmm. that fear just faded away mm-hmm. it, it just went out mm-hmm. and i couldn't fear death mm-hmm. anymore in fact i'm more eager to meet jesus yeah. now yeah. than i was mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. like because I, i think it's the assurance yeah, yeah. the assurance that i'll meet him so i'm it's, fine It's yeah. true by the way. Sometimes I make statements and my some statements and my brother just gets horrified. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just like when I say me if I die it's okay. Mm-hmm. And he's so horrified. He's like how can you say anything like that? But it's because I have that confidence yeah. of the fact that where I'm going is a good place. Mm-hmm. Being reunited with God is the best thing that can ever happen to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Like Paul said to live is Christ to die is gain for a christian if yeah. you have believed in Jesus Christ yeah. and you have you are right with god then dying yeah. is a wonderful thing yeah it means you live this problematic world yeah. this world is just so full of trouble and problems yeah. and people are struggling to remain alive yeah. to remain in this problem sometimes it, in fact it even changed the way like no when i attend a funeral these days when they say at when when or rather when somebody dies and then like uh somebody says uh no not even that like when people are praying and then they say there are people who wanted to see this day but then they didn't see this day but god you have you have you have favored us we have been able to see this that's that's a very common prayer like in Kenya. it is it, yeah, is it is a very common these days imagine i disregard that statement i'm like no those who have died in Christ are in a better position than we are the True. fact that you've remained on earth means you are 
unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Like I see it totally opposite. Yeah. Like me being on earth is trouble, tr- problematic. Do you know even like the people who the, the testimonies that I give people who going to heaven mm-hmm. and come back, they resist. Like they fight to not come. Like when Jesus tells them you have to go back, they're like, no. How can I? How can I go back? Because they realize that even this body is like a prison. Like it's heavy. It is. It is heavy when they when they get into the when you are a spirit, you're very light. Uh, this body is like a prison. Like when the minute you come back, it's like it's heavy. Gravity is just heavy. Like it's just the gravity. Gravity is just pressing down on you, and everything. It smells bad. The colors are not as bright as they should yeah. be. The sounds are not as beautiful as they should be. Yeah, there is so much conflict. Exactly. So yeah. now I don't know when actually these days that I've, I've attended two funerals, like from twenty twenty to now. Mm-hmm. And both people, I knew, they believed in Jesus Christ and they died in Christ. Yeah. Do you know I was happy for them? Like the same the, the sorrow that I usually have when I go to funerals. Mm-hmm. It's like it's gone for people who who are in Christ. Who are in Christ? Yeah. I'm actually envious by the way. I'm like. <laughs> no, that's when it gets yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> No, you get to, you know how Jesus looks like you. Yeah. You don't have to deal with the problems of this world. I'm like, I'm, in fact, if somebody was sick, in fact, both people who died, died with cancer and it was, cancer is a horrible. It is. It's horrible. It's painful. It is, yeah. And I just feel so happy for them that they are free of any pain, of any sorrow. I'm just so happy for them. I feel bad for the family, of course. Yeah. Because they know the the absence of their family member is painful for them. Yeah. But then for the person who has died, I feel happy for them. Yeah. And I can't wait to be there. It makes sense, mm. actually. And I I attended. It wasn't a barrier, mm. but it was in those ceremonies that as people prepare for a burial, mm-hmm. where the pastor said that we believers do not mourn mm-hmm. like the unbelievers. Yeah. We mourn uh, knowing that the people who have left us, mm-hmm. we are going to meet them. Yeah. So like uh, our mourn is different mm-hmm. because there is hope in the way we mourn. Yeah. For the unbeliever, there is no hope. Yeah. Uh, because if the person went to hell, it's mm-hmm. just a lot of pain and misery Do you know, actually, and ending. Yeah. Actually, also, on the flip side, I really feel like these days, when somebody, I hear somebody has died, and I'm not sure, like, I'm sure they were not a Christian, I feel so bad. Because I know, or I, you, you never know what happened in the last moment of yeah, somebody's yeah. life. Yeah. But it really saddens me to think that there's a possibility that they're in hell, and they don't have any way out of that. True. It's horrible for me to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's I don't know, it's even hell itself is also inconceivable. Like eternal suffering. condemnation, yeah. There's no end to it. Yeah. And it's just every single moment is just horrible and yeah. then it will go on to no end. Yeah. It's horrible. It's horrible. Sure. And that's the thing with um, 
I, I can like officially say that there's a, like that's what that meant God leading the Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. But somehow God led them out mm-hmm. so that they wouldn't end up in eternal condemnation mm-hmm. as Satan. Yeah. I've never thought of it like that. Yeah. For us, yes, we'll die, but if we die in Christ, yeah. then we have, we have a hope life. Yeah. of uh, of life with God. But if you die mm-hmm. now, like the death where you're dying as a sinner, mm-hmm. then you're eternally condemned. But God has, God gave us that second chance yeah. of of redemption. Mm-hmm. He gave us that chance of redemption, yeah. which Satan has. He doesn't have that option mm-hmm. of redemption. Wow. He, he is condemned mm-hmm. eternally. Huh, yeah, it's that was actually a good discussion. <laughs> <laughs> yes, have you emptied? Emptied? Yeah, I have emptied. <laughs> I have everything. Wait, wait. wait. Mm-hmm. Let me. I had quotes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I had quotes. <laughs> so, uh, I've read a few um, books of Billy Graham, maybe two or three. And one thing, or rather, I've also listened to his interviews, and he was one man that was excited about dying. And he would, I love what he's, he like he says about death. And one one quote that he said is, "Someday you will read or hear that Billy Graham is dead. Don't believe a word of it. I shall be more alive than I am now. I will just have changed my address." I will be in the presence of God. Wow. Yeah. Death wow. is just a gateway. Yeah. Like you leave this world. Yeah. Then you're yeah. absent, absent in the body. Present presence. Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's just you change. As a Christian, you're just changing address to a better address. It is to yeah. a better address. Yeah. I, I, I like that. Mm. I like that. And, mm-hmm. and then he's also say, he also said to the Christian... Death is the exchanging of a tent for a building. Oh. That's a that's a moment of epiphany. Yeah. Because in Hebrews, mm-hmm. God calls Abraham where the the whole of the the whole of faithful mm-hmm. whatever it's in chapter eleven yeah. Hebrews. Mm-hmm. It talks about Abraham mm-hmm. that. He was, he placed, uh, he was faithful mm-hmm. and he trusted God mm-hmm. that he didn't build, mm-hmm. but he rather lived in tents, mm-hmm. believing mm-hmm. that God mm-hmm. would establish him mm-hmm. in that land where he had promised yeah. him. So that's why he lived in tent, yeah. because he wanted God to, to accomplish um his word mm-hmm. by giving him that land yeah. where he had promised him and i think that is a reflection of the journey of the christian that you shouldn't be so entrench yourself so deeply on earth and baka you can't like when you're removed from it it's a painful process you you've yeah. you've, you've invested so much in the earthly things yeah, yeah. that you being uprooted yeah. is painful so we should we should be loosely entrenched in this world because 
our permanent home is in heaven. It is. Not here. Yes, you can uh, uh, make something of yourself on earth, but then don't value it too much, forgetting that we have a better home in heaven. I want to get that verse. Mm-hmm. Uh, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. Mm-hmm. By faith, he dwelt in the land of promise, as in a foreign country. Mm-hmm. The first phrase, by faith, he dwelt in the land of promise, mm-hmm. as in a foreign country. Now, if you think of heaven, like, we don't. Mm-hmm. We don't even. Dwelling in tents mm-hmm. with Isaac and Jacob the heirs with him of the same promise for i was waiting for this for he waited for the city which has foundations Mm -hmm. whose builder and maker is god yeah so he waited for god to establish him Mm -hmm. and that's why he lived in tents Mm -hmm. so this is our tent this body is a tent (laughs) it It will collapse it It will age it's easy to get diseases so I don't know why, okay, it's foolish to try and cling to this life. Yeah. Because we are perishing. As human beings, we are, we are mortal and we are perishing. In fact, people who like, I think there's a story of a Nigerian who got buried in a hammer and all his money. That's how seriously attached he was to his wealth, that even in death, he wants to be put in his position. Wait, now they had to dig. Yes, a big, a big, a hole big enough to fit his hammer. Yeah. So it's a good thing to know Jesus, to know that the wealth that there's no amount of wealth in this earth that could compare to the wealth that you're going to get in heaven. Did they cement? Because as a <laughs> they had to. Yes, in Africa you have to cement. If you, you're being buried with expensive things, you have to cement it immediately. He doesn't know that he was going to rot. Yeah. Even the, the, the pharaohs will do that. They will get buried with their servants who are even alive, their wives, their possessions. Yes. That's why the pyramids were so big. What? They're like, they're going to another life, so they have to carry everything that they own to, with them to death. No, it's you who is dead. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Yeah. Here? Yeah? Okay. Now people are weird. Oh, yeah. But it's also the lack of understanding of what death is all about and how death works. When you have that understanding, then you will not engage in things like that. In fact, if you go naked, you still attain all treasures. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, we should... Uh, the whole basis of this topic mm-hmm. is that we should make amendments when we have the time. Yeah. Our time ends when when we die. Mm-hmm. And I think even from my perspective, when God says that my kingdom is near mm-hmm. and it's like it's happening soon, mm-hmm. it's the fact that I don't know when I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. That alone should make me want to know whom I, who created me. Yeah. Uh, because I, I think, again, even as young people, the way we assume that 
we have like a few years, mm-hmm. maybe over 50, 60 or something. But we don't know if we are going to live to that age. Exactly. And so that's very soon. Yeah. Uh, we said that this loved one left us soon. Mm. And actually it's soon. Um, so yeah, let's make amendments. Um, there is an assurance of life mm. everlasting. Yeah. With God. Mm. And God is good. So everything that we should expect of him is good. Yes. God loves you. Mm. He's not waiting for you to make a mistake. Yeah. That is was a big revelation to me. Yeah. And I think people need to also know that. That yeah. God loves you and he's waiting for you to make things right with yeah. him. Yeah. That's fact, what he wants. That's what he wants. In fact, there's a verse, is it in Romans, where he long suffers. Like he, the reason... The reason he's waiting for people, like he watches people engaging in evil, yeah. is that he's patient enough to wait for them to make amends with him. Yeah. Like if you wonder, like when we wonder why evil people continue to live for, they are the ones who live for so long. True. It's because God is waiting for them. He's patient. He's waiting for them to make things right with him. Yeah. So he's not wait. He's actually not waiting for you to make a wrong thing, make a wrong. Uh, I make a wrong turn, but he's waiting for you to go back to him. Yeah. yeah. That's all he has been waiting for. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it from my co-host and I, John Wachia. Thank you so much. I hope that you've enjoyed this topic because I, I enjoyed it so much. I've enjoyed editing it. And if you have enjoyed it the same way, kindly share it with your friends. It will mean so much to me. And also, it will also be helpful to your friends. So leave a review on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And also, be kind and share this episode with your friends. Thank you. This is one podcast.